Hello and welcome to episode four of our podcast, Simply Holistic Living. This episode is called Path to Wellness. And I chat with Kelly Marie Mills. She's an Ayurvedic living educator and senior yoga teacher based in the Kilcornan Centre in Clarem Bridge. She's based in the Satu Yoga Space. Kelly talks to me about Ayurvedic medicine in this episode as a path to wellness. I know I have really enjoyed chatting to her. She gives us some very good, insightful, practical tips and things that we can do in our everyday lives to live a more balanced lifestyle. And this is what Kelly says that Ayurvedic medicine and Ayurvedic living is all about. I'm here today with Kelly Marie Mills, who is an Ayurvedic living educator and Ayurvedic massage therapist and long-term yoga teacher. Thanks, Kelly, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Julie, for having me. Okay, great. (laughs) And I have to say, I have been with Kelly for a couple of massages and they've been amazing. (laughs) I'm doing all kinds of yoga poses now I couldn't do. um, Because I suffered from a long-term injuries from a car accident. Yes. So... I really came to know nothing about the Ayurvedic medicine, Ayurvedic massage, all of that. I know you've told me a little bit, but could you, for people who are listening, could you explain to us what is Ayurvedic medicine? Medicine. Well, Ayurvedic medicine actually is the, the younger sister of yoga. So yoga itself is a medicine, but it's a medicine leading to spirituality. But Ayurveda was developed to help keep people healthy and so what it did was it started to look at each individual body type that was not a spiritual aspirant so those people that had daily lives to leave to feed the army so it was like in India they decided that the king decided that he had to support his country and the best way to do that was to keep them healthy and so Ayurveda became a home medicine first And that's why often you hear people saying that it was always in their home, especially if they grew up in India. They know Ayurveda just from um, their youth because their mother would often say, here, take cumin and coriander and fennel in your tea. And it would help your stomach to digest food. It would help your stomach to calm it. Um, So there's lots of little home remedies. And I think I was really attracted to that. But as a yoga teacher, my own teacher, Marian Gabriel, had said, why don't you study Ayurveda? I was looking at Chinese medicine and she said, you know, that's the medicine of yoga. And so it took me down a path that I never looked back on and I'm super passionate about it. And yeah, I enjoy working with people that are interested in finding their own home medicine. Um, And I try and guide them as best I can. Okay, so the yoga brought you to the Ayurvedic Yes, it medicine. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I had been a yoga teacher for a good while before I went into Ayurveda. And then that led me into working with other teachers of Ayurveda. Okay. Um, and so Ayurveda is really specific to each body type, which we get a lot of that now in the modern world where there's specific body types. But um, Ayurveda being 5,000 years old, Even now, it's so particular to each person and the medicine still lives on. Okay. It still works. And that's what I love. I know that it works and that I can rely on it more than I would rely on someone else. 
yes. that I can look to myself to know that if I continue a consistent practice, it will either make me better or make me not better. It could stagnate okay. me or help me create more disease processes. Okay. And that's what I remind myself when, like I was on holidays recently, and so I was having a glass of wine or beer every yeah. night for like 10 nights. But if I continue to do that, I'm definitely going to affect my blood sugar levels, if not everything else. Okay. More, more than likely, the mind would get affected if that was a regular okay. practice. Okay. And so for me, it was like, you have decisions to make. And that was the first thing I did was decided to make myself healthy. You can't really start anything without looking to yourself first. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And so yeah. that's where it started. And um, our teacher was very specific, Atreya Smith. And he felt that we needed to learn Ayurvedic massage to help heal those people that have vata problems or problems with anxiety, fear, okay. or tension held in the body. And so I did a, a training for that. It took two years again, and the training itself took three years, and then I added on other bits wow. and pieces. Okay. And then yes. I did a course on Ayurveda and yoga combined. Um, so I've done... A good few courses and I'm still trying to find ways to bring it out so that people can use it in their daily living because yes. that's how I use it. Okay so you, I'm interested in two things you know because when you did the massage on me I had a car accident 15-16 years ago and held a lot of tension I was hit on that right side and you know had a lot of physical difficulties and you, that massage three sessions I got with you really released Oh, that's you know, lovely to so, know that it, um, yeah, I know that it works. I've seen the yeah. effects, but every time a client comes back and says, yeah. you know, what did you do? I, I basically don't do anything, but I, so when you're doing the massage, you're offering um, space, you're offering to create space in the body. So you release the tension held in what we call the subtle body. Okay. And this is the space in which prana lives. So prana is the precursor to energy. So okay. it's the it's the actual pregnant pause before something can change or happen or stagnate. Oh. And so in that space I just offer that. I just okay. offer that person to relax enough so that they can open into the abundance of space and space is all abundant okay. that's okay. all it is okay. love itself okay. is how um how we would relate it in a person way is that it's an offering of love because okay. you're giving no matter if you give love to a person you're yes. offering the space a held space for them to grow okay. you know if you think okay. of a three-year-old and you're yeah. loving them yeah. you're trying yeah, not yeah. to hang on to them and you want to keep them safe but also yeah. you have to give them space so they can grow to be what they Yes. Are meant to okay. be what okay. they are brought here for. So what you did was, if you bring it back to, to me as an example, you gave me the space. Yes. To and helped the... Help. There's a technique in which, uh, in Ayurveda, you bring the energy downward. It's known as apanavayu. So it's a yogic term as well. Okay. Because they're sister sciences, they follow the same science. But Ayurveda works to particular processes for each person. And so because they have the same philosophical background they unite easily as well as they can also work individually because yoga okay. is its own specific stronger medicine and because it's more strict and regimented. Okay. Ayurveda is a compassionate medicine and traditional science 
So if people were to work with me, I often offer them the space to make their own decisions. But I do try and prompt them a little bit to say, you know, are you going to do the next exercises or are you going to try this or that? And then you just have to leave them alone because karma has a lot to do with this as well. So I use karma as a way of allowing each person to grow in their own healthy way, but also trying to allow them more tools that they could use. And when they come back, as in a session of three, I try and prompt them each time, what could work for them better? What do I feel that arrives in that moment that could work for them better? Okay, okay. So obviously having that three sessions. It's a key point that comes back in Ayurveda all the time, because uh, every time I look at um, the texts, I always think of what Atreya said, was that... um, Whatever we do, whatever we say, first it comes into the physical, then it goes into the subtle, which is your your breath, body, your mind and emotions. Mm-hmm. And then the third goes into the discernment and the greater good. Okay. So when okay. we have discernment, we find ourselves living for the greater good. It's not just about healing ourselves and okay. holding on to that me, me, me. It's more about offering out well, I learned this or I do this and I can offer this out. And then the challenge with using these tools is that you offer it out, but it's better to not expect something back. Okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, so like yeah. it's great when someone comes back to yeah. me saying yeah. that they had a lovely benefit from the massage, but often I may not hear for another year and then they come back and, and I'm okay. like, oh, it's great that okay. you've come back. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. it's if you, if you hold on to that expectation of wanting something back in whatever we do, whether it's um, giving a hug and thinking that someone should hug us back when perhaps they haven't got the capacity at that time. Yeah. You know, perhaps they're wounded or they're shocked or whatever, okay. and you hug them. Maybe they just can't. So it's letting go. It's letting go okay. of, of okay. what we feel should happen in our lives. Okay. Just as you let go, especially after the second treatment, you let go of expectation for the third one. Yes. Because you came in not knowing yes. what was going to yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's always the interesting thing yeah. when yeah. you come in. So um, I was telling Julie that she, if she would come in, for three sessions within three weeks, yes. I have found over the last 15 years working with people that that often has the greatest benefit for the body. Because the body itself is material, it is the hardest to get it to understand. Yeah, That is why most people that are working as what they call coaches often work with the mind first, because the mind is the in-between point between discernment and greater good and the physical body so if we can work with the mind we can help the physical body greater okay so that's why when i start these series i say if you come for three that's how i start the conversation because first of all that's the first thing that they i've set in their mind is three might help and sometimes they don't get back for three but they do come again and they try and keep it in the same sequential order so that if they come every two weeks yeah. Then, you know, and, and it has a lot to do with other things as well, timing and finance yeah. and all of that. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming at the right time. Yeah, and yeah. It's kind of what, you know, you talked about Ayurveda for daily living, that you use it in your daily life. Yeah. So can you give us, you know, an insight into that, how we can incorporate? Yeah. So um, first of all, I, I still take... Um, 
digestive herbs and I recommend most people take digestive herbs so in Ayurveda food is medicine but that also means like I had said earlier that if we're eating the wrong things we're not giving ourselves medicine we're detracting from our life from our lifespan as well and the health of it so in Ayurveda there's there's spices you can take there's herbal remedies you can take But also, um, there's ways of counteracting if we've had something, like I've just had two Cantucci biscuits. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) literally, I should go and have a little bit of turmeric or something like that, just to help my stomach digest. To digest it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I I had them, but actually, I haven't made them up, because I've been on holidays. Okay, well, fair (laughs) enough. Okay, we're allowed to go on holidays. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so, I I take herbs every day, three times a day. Okay. Before my meals, but not everyone would do that. It's just specific to my digestive balance or imbalance it depends on when you meet me but right now it's currently quite balanced because of the holiday and rest and relaxation okay Okay. when i was talking about me joining yoga and ayurveda together it's very specific and unusual because most people wouldn't do that but what i use is i use yoga practices as a way to help heal the physical body Mm -hmm. so you would be directed into certain practices that would help support how you are when yes. you come in, yes. whether you're coming as a for a massage treatment or something, I still give yes. ideas on what to help you with, but they're very short and sharp because yes. you have come in for a treatment. I prefer to keep it as a treatment rather than guidelines. Okay. But if you come for guidelines, then what we do is we look at how could you create some activity in your life that would support you better. So often I would have um, someone that's super active and they're coming in very tight Mm-hmm. And I say, well, can you reduce this and do this? And often they don't want to let go okay. because it's too hard. Okay. So then we have to find other ways. So then that would mean that they'd have to massage, put oil on their body more and find a steam room that they could go in more than they would yeah. reducing or finding other activity. Okay. You know, perhaps it's okay. a sports person. And other ways that it can affect people is that if you find you're very stagnant, then I would say... Can you get more exercise in? Can you stand up every hour and do some marching? So we try and, it is like a prescription. Yes, yeah. Every two yeah, or three yeah, weeks okay. where I try and yeah. prescribe how I can support someone better so that they can start to see that actually, you know, they're, they're really simple things, but they never thought of it. And almost always when people come in for some sort of lifestyle change, we work on the breathing because most of us, don't breathe well yeah and it's spotted very early yeah I'm very interested in that talk to me about the breathing yeah so the breathing um is the first benefit to the body and if we're not breathing better we're actually relaxing everything so everything okay. is kind of sinking and gravity is taking hold the inspirational breath is the first point of remembering that we're here and we're alive and we're here for the greater good Mm-hmm. And the exhale is to help us ground down so that we don't get too flighty or ahead of ourselves or running around like a headless chicken, yeah. you know, all those yeah. things. So yeah. those are all very vata things. They're all yeah. high vata. So we need to find that exhale to ground us or to relax us. Mm-hmm. And so those people that are goal orientated, I would try and get them to relax their breath rather than holding tight so that they can get something done. Yes. Yeah. We have every single dosha in us. There's three doshas, and we have all of them in Mm -hmm. our body. Mm -hmm. But there's always one or two that are more dominant, especially during certain times of our life 
or during certain activities. So if I was on the computer, mm -hmm. you'd see a different type of Kelly because she's like, you know, really wants to get it done just because I want to get it done and done off the computer. Yeah. So I'd be kind of a little bit frustrated and probably look like I'm hangry, but I'm probably more angry. Okay. Um, because it's frustrating. So yes. that sort of thing, that means that I really should be standing up more. I should be breathing better, lifting my arms up, big breath in mm -hmm. and a long, slow breath okay. out and reminding okay. that reminding myself that everything gets done at the right time yeah so I try okay. and find um, tools that would suit who I am because I know I get frustrated quite easily yeah. that I have to remember that it's only a compassionate practice for me will support my life better yes so yeah. someone that has more inertia they would be required to try and build energy and keep a higher level of energy in them. Okay. And almost like uh, remember that that inspiration is what lifts them. Okay. And so for them to become more busy through activity. Okay. And then those that are more flighty, it's all about getting on the earth, laying down. Especially, you know, at four o'clock, most of us get either very tired yeah. or very scattered. Yes. You know that? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And if you're one of the other, if you're scattered, you should sit down and yeah. rest. You should close your eyes and take a 10 minute cat nap. Okay. And that will help change it almost immediately. Okay. You'll find that it's very grounding, but also you didn't need much sleep and you probably will wake up before the alarm goes off, the little timer. Okay. It's just the mind needs to rejoin together. And then the other practice for that is Nadi Shodhana. So it's an alternate nostril breath that helps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, because okay. sleep actually is an inert practice. Yes. Yeah. And so in that inertia, it helps the breath to recover from being all up in our throat and our upper chest. Okay. And then those that feel sleepy and drowsy, they really should try and activate by breathing better and doing forward folds because that heats them up. Uh, a okay. forward fold is Such heating. simple practices. Simple but things that are yeah. long-term life-changing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I know since I've had the massage therapy with you, I've started to, to pause at different points of the day and just do a breathing. You breathe in for four and out for six. That's a and fantastic that's, practice, yeah. That's been, yeah, just great. And what it does is it, it, first of all, it works in the corpus callosum. So the left brain and right brain, brain connect again. Yeah. But often we get only one-sided brain. It's working on all the time. Yeah. And yeah. so if we can get both sides working, then we feel much more alert and we can focus in a unique way in which we see the full picture rather yeah. than just like me on the computer, just yes. only the computer, whereas... It would help my creativity. Yeah, I actually yeah, had yeah. both sides working. Yeah, because I can totally identify with that on the computer, running and rushing and just yeah. making mistakes and yeah. having to go over and check them two days later yeah. and things like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it's time saving actually to do a little bit of breathing and yeah. especially yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah, I think it's amazing just for me coming, you know, and people that are listening to this who don't know anything about Ayurveda is that they're simple practices, but it's getting somebody like yourself to coach yeah and i have a course coming up at the end Ooh, of um, september please. yeah it's called the sattvic life because um sattva is like the harmonious principle of life okay and then it's so we call that harmony then and then inertia is tamas so that is the the one that's very dull and desensitized Okay. And then rajas, which is the one that's oversensitized and hyper, you know, like a child that's seen too many colors at the circus. 
Yes. That's that energy of disbursement and go, go, go and can't settle. Yes. And so this in sattva, we're seeking to actually find the harmony in our life in any given moment. And okay. so it's a full spectrum four week program where I work with your body, your mind, your emotions, and then your discernment. And then you have a week of where we join it together and we kind of link everything up. Okay. But it's specific. And some people like to call it, is it a detox? There is going to be, in the third week, a, a, a program where you will be using tools to find your own detox. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. And, but there is uh, a process of letting go of stuff right. um, okay. the first and second week, especially food sources. But also I will be asking about what are we always doing on Instagram and social yes. media. And okay. also on my holiday, I took 10 days out of all devices except for my phone for specific things that I needed to do for work, which okay. was just an Instagram story every day. Okay. But otherwise I stayed, I only read books. Okay. And okay. I found it. Total detox. Yeah. And you found. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Slept yeah. really, really well. And, yeah. and didn't think about work at all because I did the one thing a day. Yes. If we yes. could only do yeah. that for work, it would be oh, great. Amazing. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so this course, is this available online it's as well? On, yeah, online and in person. And in person. And so, everything will be recorded. So okay. people, you can go back and look at it later on and they'll all be held on YouTube. Okay. So what? how do people contact you? Maybe if, just give us your... Details? Details, yeah. yeah. So you can email me um, at ayurgalway at okay. gmail.com. Ayurgalway, spell that first. A-Y-U-R-G-A-L-W-A-Y okay. uh, at gmail.com. Um, and if you know my other email, go ahead and that's yogaayurvedaliving.com. Okay. Most people know that if they have contacted me already. But my phone number is 86 177 and you're based here in Clarenbridge, here in the Setu. Yes, in Setu 7. So, so Setu yeah, seven. we're in the original bungalow. Okay. So, and I have a lovely, um, a beautiful therapy room and also an adjoining restroom for people okay. to use if they need it. So this is in Kilcorn in, in the... Yes, Kilcorn we're right woods. in the so, middle of the yeah. woods. I mean, it's yeah. just the it's, most divine... I'm looking out here, you know, the little, trees. Yeah, and, and the beautiful. little play school and everything. It's just yeah. amazing yeah. how I ended up here. I have no idea because I've traveled all over. So uh, all down to Siobhan Moylan, of course, and her extensive greatness for helping me, really. I have so much gratitude for her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's my yoga teacher as well. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Kelly, it's amazing just hearing so much about Ayurveda and learning and experiencing it yeah. too from my side, you know. Um, the name of this six-part podcast that we're doing um, of six episodes is Simply Holistic Living. So it's wow. feeding the mind, body, soul is the underneath that. So it fits. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. that was my curiosity starting okay. out on this and yeah, I've been interviewing and had some amazing guests like yourself. Are there, is there something before we finish up that you would like to add to people that are listening to this that are looking for that more holistic lifestyle, how they get there? Um, I think that really until we stop, there's no answer will come. I, I use a lot of um, hard work, so I often would ask people at the end of every yoga class to just pause, uh, bow their head to their own loving heart mm -hmm. and ask your heart, what does it need today? Yeah. And yeah. Um, 
sometimes the answer doesn't come, but often the more you ask your heart or you ask, even ask a pain in your back, what do you need? It's funny what actually can happen because we have stopped listening to the body. Yes. And the body's intelligence is crucial. Yes. And Ayurveda returns us back to the body intelligence and gives us back that intelligence that we have left behind. Yes. And so I find that the stopping was the most powerful thing that I learned. And then in the stopping, compassion can arrive. Okay. That's it. Yeah. You know, because yeah. if we if we don't stop, how can compassion be present? Yeah. Because uh, we're always thinking we should be better than we are or more, yeah. or are we enough? Yeah. And actually, yeah. whatever has brought me here today and you here today, I hold a lot of compassion for it because I remember yeah. m- my own journey and you remember yours. Yes. And yeah. how well we both are. Yes. And yes. so it's to hold yeah. that life yeah. as precious as it has been. Yes. Yeah. And everyone yeah. that comes into this room, I try and offer the same, yeah. that yeah. same space of compassion. Yeah. And yeah. And what a wonderful note to, to finish up on that stopping and have compassion. And I can identify with that because I'm not a stopper. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm you know, I'm, I, yeah. I found it so hard to stop, <laughs> you know, but the more I do it, the, I can see the, the changes. The, the healing, just actually. The healing, yeah. the, you know. And I've been doing a lot of that since we've worked together. So it is an incredibly simple practice, and it's, but so powerful. And it is so powerful. And it is, I think when you hear other people talking about it, it actually is such old medicine. Yeah. And it's fantastic that whoever brings it out, I just wish that more people would say, we all need to stop yeah. and find our own yeah. heart center space, make yeah. space for our own yeah. love. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely passionate about that. And that's really how this podcast series has come about. Yeah. was about me stopping in the business and looking at what what was the business about that I set up. And, and it was really about well-being and Finding that. Yeah, and but that piece key. of your heart is that in all of us, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because so, you can see that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what this is about. And, and I, I'm just... Um, a lovely way to finish up stop have compassion for yourself for ourselves stop breathe and do that through the day what a lovely way to finish yeah. and for coaching definitely i'll be saying <laughs> contact contact kelly because um you're just amazing and i am so delighted that you're able to come on this podcast thank you so julie much. thank you for inviting me i'm just so grateful thank you very much Well, I've really enjoyed chatting to Kelly in this podcast and I've loved the simplicity of of Kelly's explanations of Ayurvedic medicine and how it can really help to balance our lifestyles. I particularly loved the exercises, the ideas that she gave us, the examples of the forward fold and the alternate nostril breathing. Um, Some very simple things that we can do and 
can start today and, and that's what this podcast is all about. Kelly's running a course the end of September which sounds really interesting in the Ayurvedic living, something I'd love to check out myself. Website is www.yogaayurvedaliving.com.